This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Joining me to preview the trip to Coventry, where is it now? The Coventry Building Society Arena or something? There. Another week with back-to-back fixtures sees us head to Coventry on Tuesday night. Or tonight, if you're listening to this, their 3-0 victory over Millwall on Saturday could see us leapfrog the Lions and Saturday's opponent Stoke City if results on Tuesday go our way. Um, for, any, for any listeners who don't know that we record the preview pod after the review pod from the previous game, the sort of like loss of the will to live in Aaron's voice should probably be a, a big, big clue. <laughs> it's ridiculously late compared to what we're not normally on this late, are we? Um, and we started earlier. And, and Sam's not here either. I know. So the answer should be shorter. Ben, you've been awfully quiet. How do you see the trip to... Well, you've all been quiet on this part. How, how, how can you be awfully quiet? quiet? We've just started. Um, the, the illusion, the carefully crafted illusion that Aaron has been working to sell our listeners. The fourth wall has been punctured. I think they all know, dear listener. Oh, um, that is gold. They, they, do, they do now. Yeah. How, how do you see the trip to the Coventry Building Society Arena panning out, Ben? Tell me. Uh, Coventry, an absolute cluster at the moment. It's so hard to to know what they're doing, um, how they're going to perform. They are massively underperforming their their stats. They they should have scored many more than they have. Um, and fans of Football Karma will say that they should start burying their chances. And as I've said previously, that doesn't always work that way. But they're producing chances well enough and just not finishing. That's been the story of their season so far. They're pretty good defensively. There's nothing else that really stands out from their stats that waves a red flag. They're the fifth highest tacklers in the league, which might be an interesting stat given that we like to carry the ball so much. Uh, that might sort of invite some some jeopardy for cards and, and free kicks, which, you know, we're, we're lowest... For, for a set play XG in the league again. Uh, so I don't know how much benefit that will be. But um, other than that, it's, it's really hard to tell. They, like us, as John didn't allude to in this pod, but did in the previous pod. Um, they are... Um, they are... Uh, where was I going with that? Sorry, you're going to have to cut that. The point I made on the previous pod about Coventry 
uh, was that I would not group them in with the yes, um, and with my analysis of all the other teams that are currently in a comparable league position to us, because yes. I of all of them, they are the ones in a false league position. Yes, that was exactly it. They don't deserve to be where they are. Um, that was the point that I was trying to concur with. That yeah, they they their numbers are much better. They they defend pretty well. They produce more than enough. They've produced the same XG as as we have, so they clearly can produce chances. They just really struggled at burying them. So it should be a very close game, and hopefully they will continue their form of not being able to hit a barn door with a banjo. If that happens, then we've got every chance of taking a point or possibly three. But if the you know the the football gods decide to smile on them as they have not been doing up to this point, then they could be, you know, we could be in for a long evening. It really is one of those where they're, you know, they won 3-0 in the last round. Uh, so, they, you know, that might be the start for them psychologically of a change in fortune. So the last couple of results have been better. So, you know, if they're riding a little bit of momentum, maybe we should worry about that. But it really is one of those games where you just have to, you know, execute the the, the game plan uh, to the best of your ability, and and hope that they also they don't turn up and 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 uh, it, it's it's a very coin toss kind of game. This one, I think. I definitely think they'll turn up. It just depends on what guys, I suppose. John, um, do you have any real insight into how the Sky Blues might look to set up on Tuesday? I don't know if you've got any cov based facts. Uh, I don't really. I believe you were sent a a, a supply of. Cov analysis. Um, handed it to you on a plate for you to read it out, and you've you've just. Oh, but are you? Well, you've got the information, Aaron. Uh, in terms of how they're going to set up, I'm not entirely sure. Um, I can't, you know, say that they're they're a team who I followed as closely as some others this season. But I would concur with with Ben's analysis, um, which in turn was concurring with my analysis from the previous <laughs> pod. I guess that's not too much of a surprise. But but I think that they they've created they're a team that create a lot of chances they defend solidly and for whatever reason this season things just haven't quite clicked for them. Um, obviously they've had some important turnover which is germane to how they they set up I guess which is that they lost arguably the two best players in last season's championship or two of the best players in last season's championship uh, in the form of uh, Victor Jocker as the the Swedish striker and then um, also Gustavo Harmer. Uh, the, the sort of attacking midfielder. Hummer has gone to the Premier League with Sheffield United, where he has occasionally caught the eye in what has been a, a very difficult season for them. Uh, Jocker has went to Sporting Lisbon in Portugal, where, and I don't follow Portuguese football especially closely, but where I believe he has been banging in the goals, proving that he was you know, a, a ridiculous player to ever be playing for that long at championship level. Um, and is and is a player I would absolutely not be surprised to see in the English Premier League one day. So so yeah, losing players of those caliber of that caliber um, was obviously going to be a big miss for them. You know they have replaced those players by spending quite large sums of money, in particular on Ellis Sims from uh, Everton, um, who of course got a little spell of games in the team for them in the Premier League last season, following a, a loan spell at Sunderland. Um, and Haji Wright, an American striker. It seems like those two, from what I can tell, haven't quite hit the heights that you might expect of them, but I think it would be dangerous to think that those and other players that they have don't have, you know, the ability to to cause us problems. Um, I think they absolutely do. And look, we're, we're recording this one day after they thrashed Millwall 3-0 um, at Den, which is a, which is an eye-catching result. Um 
you know, I don't think it necessarily means that Coventry have, you know, turned a corner in a way that means they'll definitely beat us. Millwall have been a kind of a maddening side to predict this season because they've had some really good results, including annoyingly against us, and also some very poor ones. Uh, this this one very much going in the latter category. Um, but I think it shows that, you know, something that I believed anyway, which is that we shouldn't take them for granted or think this is going to be an easy game. Um, I won't bore listeners with it, but I was asked recently to sort of sketch through December and January fixtures and kind of, you know, put a mark by ones where I felt it was really imperative for us to get points. Even though Coventry are below us in the table, I didn't really have this game marked down as one of those just because, again, I think it's a completely false league position and I think this will be tough. That being said, you know, I certainly don't think we should go there and be afraid of them. They are where they are in the league for a reason, which is they haven't been able to put their chances away. And we showed on Saturday that, you know, when a team doesn't put chances away against us um, and when we turn up, we, we can we can win games of that description. I think we've also proven that we can match even the very best teams in this league on our day. And I, and I don't think Coventry on that. Um, I think it's also worth noting that they were in a pretty poor league position. I don't know, this time last year, I think maybe they'd started to rise by then, but they had a dreadful start to the season last year and ended up in the playoffs. I don't think we're looking at that happening again, personally. I think the quality they've lost is... is, is too much for them to go from where they are now to effectively having an automatic promotion style run of form and getting in the top six. You know, I wouldn't, but I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't say that's completely beyond the realm of possibility either, even though I don't think it's going to happen. Um, you know, I certainly think they are a good side and they're a side also, you know, who have a very, very good manager in Mark Robbins, who I believe is the longest serving manager in the championship now um, ahead of one S Schumacher. So um, he's someone I rate very highly and yeah uh, I think it's going to be a difficult game Ben's left us to go and join all things Sky Blue so I'll have to give this to you Joe I can't believe that Ben's dropped out after only 10 minutes of recording that is flaky behave a lot can happen in three years like a chatbot may be your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Joe, I'll have to give you this one. Do you think we end our winless away run? Do you think we can bring home the three points back to sunny Devon? Sunny? Sunny Devon? I can tell you don't live in Devon. I can't remember the last day. I can't remember remember it was the last day it was sunny down here. Uh, it's going to be tough. This, I think, I agree with every sentiment John's said about Coventry. I think they are in a woefully false position. Um, for what reason, I don't know. Um, but I think they are a very good side. Um, saw them play earlier in the season, and it, for the life of me, I can't remember who it was against. Um, and my overwhelming thought that day was that. They just lacked a bit of a, a cutting edge up front, but they've got some brilliant players all over the pitch. The two centre-backs that they started with against Millwall, um, Kitchen and Thomas, were instrumental um, pillars of the Barnsley 
defence that got them to the playoff final last season and, and both had very good games against us at Oakwell um, in the second half of the season. Um, I think they're two very, very good young central defenders. Um, <clears throat> picking up on the last sentence that John used in his preview of the game, Mark Robbins is a manager I have the utmost respect for. Um, it seems at the moment we seem to be going up against clubs who I am um, in not awe of of what they've they've done in their career, but I think Mark Robbins is criminally underrated in terms of English managers in the game. Um, I think he's done an unbelievable job at Coventry. When you think when he went in there, they were they were just about they were either in League Two or heading to League Two. Um, they didn't know where they were playing every week. Um, they had all sorts of issues on and off the pitch. Um, and, you know, he's he's turned them into a really... Well, he hasn't, you know, he's done his bit in turning them into a really, really good team. Um, he's built a brilliant young squad. Um, and they will be tough to beat. Now, if you take the recent tests we've had on the road... Um, you know, this isn't going to be like going to Ellen Road. This isn't going to be going to Portman Road. You know, this is, I'm not trying to um, discredit the Coventry support or the stadium or, or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, we aren't going to second in the league. We aren't going to third in the league. We aren't going to a side who've just been relegated from the Premier League with internationals left, right and centre and a squad that's built on transfer values of tens of millions. Um, we're going to a good side who are well coached. They'll know their job. But those who listened to our podcast post the game on Saturday against Sunderland, um, which is available on all good streaming platforms, we were powering over our performance at times against them. And, you know, there have been games this year where we have been very, very good. And when we are good, we are excellent. I think we have enough about us to cause Coventry problems. Um, I actually think this is a really good matchup um, between the two teams. I think, although it's 19th versus 20th, um, I actually think this game reads better than that. I think these are two good sides. I've absolutely no doubt this can be clipped up and used against me wherever. I have absolutely no doubt that Coventry will finish above us by the end of the season. I do think this is a, a stern test, but... On paper, it's easier than the test we've had on the road. So the long and short of it, getting back to the question you originally asked me before I eulogised over Coventry City Football Club, is that um, I certainly think we will get something out of this game. And obviously, I think if we perform and we have the ability to impact it the way we have, certainly on Saturday, then we've enough quality to, to come away with three points. Yeah, John, you've already been through pretty much every player on their squad. You've done a sad down and, and praised quite a few of them. But if money was no object and the player wants to come, which is the one player are you taking from that Coventry side? You give me a second to look up the squad just so I make sure I give the, the best possible answer to this question and maybe cut this out. Can I give my answer then while John's doing that? Go on then. Why don't you re-ask the question and ask Joe? Um, it, for me, it would be... Kitchen, centre-half. Um, I think he's he's a very good player. Um, he was very good for Barnsley last season. Mm. Um, and, you know, I I actually came away from Oakwell thinking, well, if we're going to go up and they're not, 
Um, I would certainly want to take one of those two with us into the championship. Now, obviously, that wasn't possible. Um, I think it will help. It's helped them both the fact that they've both moved to Coventry. Um, you know, you, there's no gelling needs to be done between the two centre backs. So I think, um, because I, I was just looking at the stats, they um, Coventry have actually only conceded 21 goals this season, which compared to the teams below us and around us is a pretty, pretty decent record all things considered. So I would certainly be looking to take Liam Kitchen. I think, I think his first name's Liam. Um, Liam Kitchen would be the one that I'd want to, uh, want to bring here. All right. So now I've had a little bit of time to reflect on this question. I'm going to give a couple of answers, one defensive, one going forward. The defensive one isn't so much the one player I would bring, um, but I noticed in the summer that we were linked a little bit with Joel Latibodier, who in the end went to Coventry from Swansea. Um, I don't think it was necessarily ever super realistic that he was going to be coming to Home Park. But he's a player that I generally admire. Um, I think that while we have a lot of options in the fullback and wingback positions, he would offer maybe just a bit more kind of experienced championship quality on the ball than some of the other options that we have. And so I'd be very interested in, you know, maybe to maybe say it this way, I, I think if we had been able to pull him off coming down to uh, home park in the summer. That would have been a great move for us. But if there's one player right now I could sort of transplant with with their consent, of course, into our side, uh, I think I might have to choose Matt Godden, um, the, who, you know, plays as a striker for them. Has obviously had a lot of injury problems in, in recent times, I believe. But uh, yeah, they spent a ton of money on on Wright and Sims in the summer after losing uh, Jokeras and, and Harmer. And by the way, you know, what an easy question this would have been to answer last season <laughs> with with those two um although picking bet- between them might have been difficult but yeah i haven't necessarily been overly impressed by either of those um signings so far it's not to say they won't come good uh, or they can't hurt us as i said earlier but godden i think just has you know he's been around the block he's a very experienced uh championship player knows where the goal is but i think also just sort of plays as this kind of bundle of energy annoys defenders i think obviously our you know, shortcomings in the striker department have been well documented, including by us. And so, yeah, I think Godden would just as a, as a kind of option for that forward position be someone who would make a big, big difference to our to our season. Um, you know, someone someone who knows knows how to score goals at this level, knows how to irritate defenders at this level. So, I think I would say, yeah, if I if I had one slot to come down, it would be it would be uh, Godden. Yeah, I don't think they'd miss him either. So they've got Hadji Wright and Ellis Sims. They don't need Matty Godden. We, we'll just we'll just take him. Waiting for Godden. I think mine would be um, Joel Lasbodier as well, just because he's he's a bit of the I don't want to say the Joe Edwards role, but the fact that he can cover like centre mid, right back, uh, right wing back, that sort of thing. I think that'd be that'd be a good uh, a good player to have. But also, I think um, I would just go Jada Silva. I just think in this the way that we we set up, I think he'd be. Brilliant. Uh, apart from that, don't really have any um, analysis. Should we just do um, predictions and call that a night? Because I feel like we've spoken a lot. We've only been going for 20 minutes. You can't say we've spoken a lot. <laughs> That's long enough for a preview, mate. That's long enough. It's a nice little filler on the on the motorway up to Coventry on a Tuesday during the day. It certainly is. Uh, my prediction, I'm going to go back on what I just said about in my, my piece about the game. Uh, one all. Um, I do think we'll get something out of it. I... I wouldn't necessarily be overly confident that this is going to be our win purely just because I I really 
can't emphasize enough how much of a false position I think Coventry are in. Um, so mm. I think it will be one all. I would be more than happy with the points. Um, and one thing that Saturday's result did do is it did take a little bit of the pressure off this game. Um, in the respect that if you looked at this week, how many points were we going to get? You would not have thought that we'd be on even, you know, I thought we'd get something out of Sunderland, but we'd have been fairly green tinted had we been nailed on certainties to get three points on Saturday. So um, three out of three so far is good. Four out of six would be a more than respectable return. So I'd be happy with the point if we can get the win. Great. Um, but I, I think if we play to our best, I, I don't think we can. I don't think we'd get beat. I, I certainly agree with Joe's analysis of the week. I actually said that I'd be delighted with two points from uh, Sunderland and, and Coventry. Uh, so to get th- to have three on the board already does take the pressure off. And, and, and I think also takes the pressure off the Stoke game next weekend a little bit as well, because that for me was looking like one where, you know, if we hadn't beaten Sunderland and then you go to Coventry and you don't win there, that's looking like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're a team who are, in my opinion, not very good. Are they, are they ones that are in a false position, but for the other reason, do you think? I'm not even sure where they are because the mid-table portion of the championship is so volatile that teams can be <laughs> sixth one minute and, and, you know, 12th, 13th the next. Anyway, this isn't about Stoke, so it doesn't really matter. Um, With Coventry, I, like I said, even though they are in our neck of the woods at the moment in the t- table, I did not, when I was marking down games where I really felt we needed to get something, have them on it for the for the reasons that Joe and I have enumerated over the course of the podcast. So I think we will lose uh 2-0. I think that uh, um, I say I say this I say this with a low degree of confidence. Obviously I very much hope that I'm wrong, but I can just see this being a, a classic go away from home to a better side and, and get managed and, and handled. Uh, especially after the absolutely gargantuan effort that we put in on, on Saturday. I think this might be a bit a little bit after the Lord Mayor's show, but um, I hope I'm wrong. Aaron, give some positivity, please. 3 0 win. There we go. That's what we want. Yeah, exactly. Um, to commentary. No, um, <laughs> if, I, if I'm, I'm thinking seriously, I, I, I always, I don't know why, despite the fact that I know that most of the games we've played in have, have been very open and there's been several goals scored, I always just go for like a basic 1 0. So I'm just going to go 3 0. Why not? 3-0 win, back with a bang, back on the away train, um, quite literally with you, John, back to London, um, stealing those three points. Yeah, big 3-0. Um, and I'm going to go Adam Randall to get the first. Why not? I just love him. What boy. Would that be the Adam, the Adam Randall who we said on yeah. a podcast definitely not recorded this evening mm-hmm. would be having to be behind Condon in the pecking order for the foreseeable future. He might be, but Shui Roulette says pecking orders don't exist. So Aaron has a big Adam Randall related announcement, but you'll have to wait until the 24th minute on Tuesday night to uh, find out what it is. The clock's ticking. What? I don't get the joke. Oh, no. No. Aaron, think about it. Adam Randall announcement. you got to wait a couple of days to get it. But why the twenty fourth minute? Oh, I just made that up. Oh, just okay. Aaron, just just cut the podcast. Obviously, we've already mentioned Joe. This is a very you question. I feel like you're going to have a banging answer. People will be listening to this. Um, getting, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bank on it. No, true. Whilst um, on the way to Coventry, eating up some monotonous miles. Favorite service station on the way to Coventry. 
And he's frozen. Fucking brilliant. Uh, I am frozen. I'm thinking. Oh, you're very still. Uh, thank you. Um, I mean, Gloucester's always a, a, a good one to go to if you fancy, you know, brie and camembert and, and you know, figs wine. But if you fancy a Burger King and a packet of M&M's, then Strencham's the one, isn't it, probably? It seems to be the one that Argyle stop at everywhere they go. Strentham services are massive. You've heard it here uh, from Joe. Um, a couple of bits. Everywhere to, they go. A couple of bits to finish up the pod, basically. I think we've done enough. Uh, we were sent a tweet earlier by Adam Reeve. He's asked if we could uh, join in on the 17th minute as an applause for a, a young girl who lost her life. Hallie, parents are going to be there. Uh, she was born on the 17th. So um, if we could join in with that, that would be appreciated. Um, I'm sure we will. And then the other thing is uh, Mr. Joe Bell is going to be hosting a midweek review of the Coventry game. The win, the 3-0 win over Coventry live on the social media platform formerly known as uh, Twitter. Join us over there on Wednesday night at around 8pm, you think, Jay? You made a decision on that? Yeah, around 8-ish. And we'll we'll try and get it finished so everyone can flick over to ITV to see Nigel Farage's rear end. Oh, lovely. Okay. I didn't think he'd be getting a mention in this pod, but I think we'll call that a night. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. That's my Ben impression. It's good, isn't it? (laughs) Don't give up your day job. That's the end of another episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. Before you go, please make sure you drop us a review on whichever podcast platform you are using and make sure you follow us on Twitter at ArgyleLife1886. Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.